It's in the danger zone. Oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, Ooh, sorry. No, sorry. We're sorry we're laughing. It's just, that was bad timing. Sorry about that. So, hello everyone and welcome to another edition of the BIHA podcast. I'm joined with Nick Ivel, as always. Hi, Nick. Hi, Rambo. How are you doing? I'm doing good. And uh, this is probably our first regular podcast of the year. Uh, obviously, Vera Mackey um, featured quite strongly in the last couple of pods. Uh, so how how have things been for you um since Viramaki? Um been very busy. Uh obviously I think we touched on previously, kind of it's uh, pretty crazy and most guys can probably agree with uh, January and uh, now going into a very, very busy February. So uh can't think of many weekends free coming up, so it's uh, busy just trying to fit hockey and normal life into it. As well as work, as you'll surely understand, Rambo. Uh, exactly, yeah. What you've got to remember, Nick, is no matter how horrendous a time you're having, you can't be as horrendous as Scotland were yesterday against Wales. Oh, uh, rugby. Let's, let's not get Dave on the podcast. Oh, Dave's not Welsh. Dave's English. Yeah. Yeah. No, anyway, I, I don't want to talk about the Scotland games. It's depressing me. But we are recording on Super Bowl Sunday. Um, so just uh, to, 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 to veer off hockey a little minute, have you got you got any predictions for tonight? Are you you watching the game tonight? Um, we we kind of have a little bit of a social every year to kind of watch the Super Bowl, in which case I'm sure many of the guys will take great delight in telling you the story last year, which was that it was the first year I'd not booked the Monday off work, so I went along, watched the first half, and like many people last year, kind of went, this is done, don't need to watch the second half. Woke up the next morning, saw the titles, thought it was a joke, then really looked into it and realised that I'd missed the greatest comeback ever. Um, but yeah, so what I would say tonight is uh, don't bet against the GOAT. No, no, although it gets on my GOAT that the Patriots win all the time, but that's a different story for a different day. Um, and uh, yeah, I, I I hope the Eagles win, just for somebody different, but I can't look past the Patriots. Something like just something about them every time that seems to be just a constantly the team of destiny. That is something, and I suppose when you are universally hated by everyone else, having partially to some extent or running a club in the BYJ that's universally disliked, I can kind of see where the Patriots come from. That's not you, surely that's not them. Everyone's got their shoes off. Anyway, uh, uh, let's let's not predict the game and we can appear smart because uh, we're recording this and it'll probably be out after the Super Bowl. So Exactly, because otherwise we could just tell we could just record this on Monday and then pretend we've done it on Sunday. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, it's going to be a certain score. Like, I can imagine this is probably going to happen towards the end. I would say it's probably the odd, the odd field goal or touchdown point differential I'd say it's a three to seven point game yeah yeah well I, I just uh, I just went nuts on Paddy Power and put a put a bet on Fletcher Cox to get the MVP so from a pound from a pound I'd get 50 back so that's I would say uh, I would say to be fair if the Eagles are going to win that's probably going to be your uh, probably going to be your MVP 
Yeah, yeah. Um, and for the for the sake of uh, Bert Ricchetti, who constantly has to travel whenever the Super Bowl's on, and is a Philadelphia Eagles fan, um, I kind of hope they do they do win tonight because he he is actually booked a hotel and and organised it all uh, extra money for tonight's game just so he can watch the Super Bowl. <laughs> so, that's, uh, that's some effort. So hopefully it's not a disappointing game for him. Yeah, um, and of course not a disappointing game for Will Smith as well. Who's uh, from West Philadelphia, born and raised? Anyway, um, just uh, now, if we, I think maybe look at checking first, and then that will give us a chance to to go smoothly into the conversation I had with Spencer Kaminsky of the St Andrews Spitfire, St Andrews Spitfire, St Andrews Typhoons. I got the wrong warplane. Um, so uh, just uh, looking at the North in Division One, I don't think there's been a lot happening since the turn of the year. But the Eagles played last night against Leeds. Did you see that result? At all? Yeah, it's a, as expected, a six-two win for uh, for the Eagles. You would say probably. I think we discussed earlier in the year. Probably the Eagles had a little bit of a shock in terms of brackets. Not the easiest place to go. And um, looks like obviously. I think the other thing is Leeds. Are, whilst it might look like it's going to be a, a forlorn year and a, and a long a long couple of games coming up, they seem to have been their results have been improving as they've been going along. So. Yeah. Probably for the Eagles, probably would have been easier to have uh, probably had that trip earlier in the year. Yeah, certainly. And I mean, the Eagles, uh, to put this in perspective, the Eagles last week played an SNL team, Scottish National League, and won 11-2. So, yeah, I also uh, saw that result. So, I mean, that's that's good going by Leeds, I, I think. Um, I don't think there's been any other games since in the North, cer- uh, certainly, um, as far as... Oh, and, I, and certainly I would, uh, I would always err on the side of... Uh, that any any win away from home is a good win, no matter what score. Yeah, of course, and Sheffield beat Leeds at home four one as well. So um, this year, so it certainly seems like Leeds have turned a bit of a corner, um, yes. in in terms of in terms of the results. Um, looking at the south, I, I'm not sure what's happened since in January, but I'm sure there's been something happening. Um, well, there's a couple of games here. One's pending. We'll look and see what that score was. That was uh, London against Cardiff. Um, so Dave Rogers, obviously, with a multi-point game. Uh, it was London against Cambridge. What am I talking about? UCL oh, played Cardiff. We're missing, well, same day we're missing a result for uh, UCL versus Cardiff. No, so it's... actually, a good chance that uh, Dave might have got some points in that game. I don't think Dave travelled to that game. Actually, incidentally, I, I did speak to him about about things. That game that we we've just said the London Cambridge game it was a a two one uh, game. So that's pretty. Uh, that, that sounds though. pretty interesting where the goalies have been on top form. Um, 2-1 to London? 2-1 to London, yep. Yeah. Um, and we... Uh, oh, just a tipple was in goals. <laughs> James, James, just a tipple was in goals for London. <laughs> that, that's definitely getting used in commentary. <laughs> uh, just a tipple. He's uh, <laughs> been, been to the bar today. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I mean... I, I would imagine that Car- Cardiff probably pulled it out of the bag against UCL because UCL have not been having the best of season. Um, yeah. And then moving on, we've obviously had, I think we've had quite a few games in the North non-checking ranks, but they're not on the not on the website yet and there doesn't seem to be any game sheets pending for those. Um, but I mean, you had a game last night which you won pretty comfortably, you, you said? Yeah, we uh, we went down to Sheffield and won. I think the final score was seventeen or eighteen one. I can't really remember, but um, there was. I think as we uh, not that the podcast people need to know, we've just discussed it wasn't the uh, 
the best game for personal and other reasons. But um, but anyway. Yeah, I mean, I think we don't need to. We didn't need to go into any great detail of that. I just it'd be. It's just good to know the result. Looks like the Bears see are probably going to be rooted to the bottom of the table for the rest of the season. Actually, I think the Mavs B are. Oh, did they lose? That the Bears C beat the Mavs B. Um, and that's not one that's on our. Yeah, it's on the it was twentieth of January. It's no, there's no game sheet up, but um, I do believe that was a win for uh, a win for the Bears C. So that would leave the Mavs B route to the bottom. Of the yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, uh, some teams need to get themselves sorted out because the game sheets aren't up. Yes. Yeah, I can kind of live with the the ones who who are, it's challenge matches, but the you know get yourself sorted. It makes the podcast sound stupid. Um, <laughs> but if it's pending, and we can go and check what it is. But if it's just a case that it's word of mouth, or I might have seen the result on someone's Facebook or something, then it's a lot of guesswork involved. Um, and the and down in the uh, the South uh, Division um, Tier Two, there was a game on the thirteenth. Which the Imperial Devils won ten seven. That sounds like an old BPL game. Remember, I don't know if you remember the British Premier League, but that's how their games used to be because the players were good, but the goalies were absolutely horrific. Yep. Um. So, <laughs> so games would finish regularly ten seven and nine eight and all that sort of thing. So um, that um, and that's what I think. That's why Maury Hansen became a referee. Um. And then a good old fashioned shellacking. Yeah, and then a, for yeah Southampton in their first their first home game of the season on the twenty sixth of January, um, um, annihilated the Birmingham Lions seventeen nil. Um, I think unfortunately Coventry had minibus difficulties or something, so couldn't get down to to uh, Southampton for their game. Um, and then tonight, um, it won't have started yet, but um, Imperial Devils are away to Southampton. Sorry, Imperial Devils are at home to Southampton in Streatham, and that could have a lot of impact on how um, the division is decided, essentially. Yeah, it could indeed. I would guess that um, really Southampton have got to be winning that game if they've got any aspirations of stopping what looks like a, the uh, the Imperial March for the, um, for the title. Uh, if only Dave could uh, you know, put in you know, the Imperial March. In the if we, if we'll, we'll give him a gap. Yeah, that should be enough. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, Imperial looking good uh, so far. Um, and Imperial, of course, would essentially swap places with UCL um, almost if they if they keep this run going yes. um, and be in Division 1 for the first time ever. Uh, I believe so. Yeah, so good good for them. For them. Um, but before we go on to non-checking, as I said, uh, Nick... Um, I'm not sure it, how much you may or may not have heard, but I had a rather long chat with Spencer Cominci, um of the St Andrews Typhoons, and uh, he was talking to me about varsity, about the BIHA, about the fact that he feels at home away from home uh, with the Typhoons, so maybe uh, we should hear from him now. So um, I'm joined with Spencer Kaminsky of the St Andrews Typhoons. Hello, Spencer. Hi, how are you? I'm good, thank you. Um, so you playing for the Typhoons? What? What? How long have you been playing for them? So this is my second year at uni, so it's the second year I've been playing for the Typhoons. All right, okay. And uh, what? What's your sort of your hockey background before you joined the Typhoons? So being Canadian, we start on the ice at about conception. So <laughs> um, I started playing when I was about six, and from eight I was getting the pads as chest protector and goalie spawn. 
Um, and I've played, so I've played in goal for about 10, 11 years. It's been a while. <laughs> okay, so did you, when you say you got the, the, the pads, was that after a couple of years of trying playing out, or were you just, uh, were you, did you just go straight to goal? Pretty much after I learned to play, I felt that I wanted to be a goaltender. A lot of people ask me why, and I don't really know, I don't really know specifically why. One reason could because could be because I just wasn't a very good player. <laughs> um, I think that's why I, I became a goalie in junior, so uh, that was for similar reasons. <laughs> yep, yep, um, yep. But also, there's something attractive about being the last line of defense. You can make or break the game for your team, of, and that's something I was attracted to. Of course, of course. Now, um, you joined the team last year. Uh, am I right in thinking you, you played in the varsity game and the playoff final last year, or was it just the varsity game? So I played the Nationals as four or five games. I played the quarterfinal and the semifinal of the Nationals. I didn't play the national final, but I did play the entire game of our varsity game last year. Okay, so you weren't down. You guys played London last year in the in the sort of the you know the what you would I suppose call the league final, where the the North plays the South. Yeah. Did you play yeah, in that the one? League as well? Cup, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, you played in that one too, which was which was a cracking game, but. Um, so, uh, how, how do you find the BIHA compared to the other levels of hockey you've played in? Um, Calibre was better than expected. Um, moving from juniors and playing a little bit in in semi-professional level, you don't expect university hockey to be all that great, so it definitely defied, uh, uh, went beyond my expectations in that respect. It kind of reminds me of school hockey back in Canada, where the skill levels are vastly different. But everyone who is involved in the team is very, very passionate about the team. Is very, very passionate about playing hockey beyond junior level, which is nice. It's refreshing. Good, good. And uh, and how do you find the uh, the guys from uh, St Andrews? There's quite a lot of Canadians in your team. So does it remind you of home or? Um... It definitely reminds me of home. It's definitely a blast from the past. Um, I know one player on the team, Chase McCarthy. He was in the same town as me. He went to St. Mike's school. He was 20 minutes drive down the road from me. It's crazy. So it's a, it's a, a sort of small world, the hockey world, I suppose, in, in some respects, uh, would you say? Definitely in St. Andrews. Um, I know, because we played South, Southampton in the national final, and I know a lot of players from Southampton, they're English-born players. I played with them because I live, I live in England now. I've been living in England for the past five years. And I played with them in English hockey, and what they were saying was, they're, my entire team, they're surprised that my entire team is North American because that's so different to the rest of the, the BUYHA where the vast majority of the players are English-trained, English-born, or British-trained, British-born. So it's, it's, it's refreshing in that respect that, especially for me being Canadian, I get to play with Canadians again. So uh, with that, I mean, how are you picking up the, the Scottish culture? You, you got yourself a kilt yet or eating haggis or anything? <laughs> I've watched Train Spotting a couple times. I've read the book. <laughs> it's, it's it's good. It's really really nice. Have you have um, you have you went out on the lash and had Iron Brew the next morning? <laughs> Not Iron Brew. Can't say I like Iron Brew particularly particularly much. Um, I do like tennis though, surprisingly. That'll be because it's cheap and you're a student. Um. Yeah. I mean, that's definitely part of the reason why I took a liking to it. But. If I am at my local pub, I'm, I'm swear on my life, a pint of tenants will be the thing that I order. Okay, have you tried? Have you tried tenants tops yet? That's where you put just a little bit of lemonade in the top of it just to take the the edge off. Oh 
I haven't. I might have to do that. Yeah, it works. Well. That sounds awesome. Yeah, it works quite well. Um, so you are now. You've got a role in the with the St Andrews team now. What can you explain that role for the people listening? Yeah. So I'm the sponsorship rep for the Typhoons, which means I I work with local businesses to try and form agreements um, to help benefit not only the team but also the the partner that we're involved with. So right now I have a bit of a sponsorship agreement going on with the Beer Kitchen, which is a local St. Andrews pub, but there's also one in Dundee, there's also one in Edinburgh, I believe. It's just it's just a small pub, and to get them a little bit of business and exposure, to get us a little bit of exposure for our Wookiee game, we're working with them a little bit, um, and holding a lot of socials there, holding a lot of events there throughout the year. Okay, and you, you and bought- that was organized, orchestrated by myself. Cool. Well, that's that. That sounds really positive because it's one thing we're always struggling for is is uh, amateur hockey team is, is funding because it's not it's not cheap as it were. Um, though, do you, a lot of your guys have their own kit when they come over? Do they do they know to bring it when they're when they're yeah, new? Yeah, so that, that's the thing that we try. That's the thing that we try and tell people because the, the the people that are most keen to play hockey at university level, especially people that are coming to St Andrews. Which is, a, which is very far away for them because most of them are living in North America. They're always asking, do I need to bring my stuff? I'm bringing my stuff. And we'll email them beforehand, definitely telling them, please, 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 please bring your stuff. There are some people that forget it and bring it this semester after. I know there are a couple of people that we could be bringing on that just forgot their kit this semester or last semester. The vast majority of people is not an issue, but that's always something that we have to make sure happens. Okay, and um, what sort of how how much ice time are you getting at the moment? It's it's notoriously difficult in in Scotland to get to get decent ice time. How many times do you train in a week? So we train once a week. Yeah, you're you're absolutely right. Because of how many teams there are, because we train in Dundee. Because of how many teams there are in Dundee, because of the demand of these public skating sessions, we were pushed to 11 p.m. to 12 a.m. That's the time that we train at, which isn't ideal, uh, especially since we don't come from Dundee. So I get to bed at about one o'clock which isn't great but it's nice to be able to train once a week and then have the occasional game as well and um one of the reasons that i asked that is uh, you know you're obviously you're getting bigger year upon year it's better and better organized st andrews as as uh as one can see the varsity game gets bigger and bigger i was just wondering how you know the sort of the player recruitment if you're getting maybe too too many players that you're gonna to have to have a b team soon yeah, there, there are talks about that. The president has talked a little bit about um, making a B team as well as an A team, which would be really, really positive for the club. Um, there are some players that unfortunately just don't play as much as some others, and to be able to put them in their team alone and get them all the ice time, as much of the ice time as they can possibly have, that would be unbelievable. Because that would mean players who may not be as skilled but are just as keen could be able to play for another team, and it would encourage so many more players to just give it a go. If they have the kid. Yeah, yeah, I, I, that's, that's definitely. A- yeah, that's positive to to hear. Um, you know, uh, a lot of teams have B teams, and as you say, you get the people who are who are keen, and quite often the people who are keen and maybe don't get as much ice time are the ones who are helping you out on game day when to do the clock or you know to various other bits and pieces. So it's good to you can. It sounds like you're in a position where you hopefully can give something back to them in the form of a new team. Absolutely. There are so many players who make the trips on the buses to places like Sheffield and Nottingham that may not be able to play as much as we'd like them to. And to be able to get back to them, like you say, and offer a second team would be amazing. Amazing for these people. 
Great, great. And now, just to, to go back to you, uh, you, you mentioned you're a goalie, obviously. Um, what what would you say the hardest part of goaltending is? Ah, oh, God. Um, so, what I always tell people is, physical aside, goaltending is about being, is mental toughness. It's all about mental toughness. The thing that I was always told as a goalie is a goalie's best asset is his short memory, or their short memory. Being able to forget about a bad goal and to be able to forget about a really good save and just stay mellow, stay cool, and move on. So I think the biggest challenge for me and something that I've been able to hone over the course of my career playing with not-so-good teams, playing with really good teams, is the ability to stay cool under pressure and stay cool when I may not have let in the best goal, when I definitely could have saved not a better day. Being able to brush myself off and keep playing to the best of my ability is something that I've been able to, or I'm still trying to, hone as I move on in my career. And, uh, yeah, the, re- the reason I asked that as well is because um, you may know my new girls team. Uh, we have a brand new goalie, and I thought it might be good for for her to hear from an expert on the pod when she's listening uh, through the course of the next week. <laughs> so there was method yeah, in Absolutely, my, no problem. <laughs> method in my madness uh, there as well. Um, now, <laughs> we, we, we mentioned the Wookiee game uh Obviously, um, I, I've been to a few either on the bench of Edinburgh or uh, the couple of times as a linesman. Um, what I mean, how how's the preparations for that coming along? It's going really well. Um, we're already talking to a couple of sponsors and making sure that everything is in place is in place for that. Um, we're expected to have even more of a crowd than we did last time. And last time we had over a thousand fans. Buses we have to make sure are worked out. There's a lot of preparation that we still have to do, but we're very confident that it's going to be just as awesome, just as just as impressive, just as fun as it always is. And Incredible it, game. It always is such a good game with and, Edinburgh. Yeah, and is it going to be uh, live-streamed this year? Hopefully, yes. Yes, for sure. Okay, and is that is that going to be the... I think it was the Dundee Stars people that they done that last time. Is it likely to be them as, again, is it? That's the plan. Hopefully, hopefully we can manage to do that again because there are a lot of family members. I know my family um, was listening and watching to the game back home. Be nice for people and parents and friends who aren't able to get to Dundee for the game to be able to watch the game and watch their kids play. Yeah, cool, cool. Um, so uh, what uh, you've you've mentioned that the the preparations are coming along. What what's the date for the the varsity game again? So as far as it's it's the tenth of April, tenth of April, twenty eighteen. Okay, and, and what are you guys, um, obviously, you, you're, you're new to the club, so you, you wouldn't have known the, the guys who set the club up, but what, what are you guys sort of told about, about you know, Johnny, who's unfortunately not with us anymore, um, that the game's all about? Yeah, so it's, it's, to, it's predominantly to commemorate Johnny Wookie, who was a member of the Typhoons early on, but unfortunately passed away in the middle of the season, and the game is supposed to commemorate him and um, everyone else that's suffering from from what Johnny suffered from, we're trying, we're trying to give back. That's what. That's essentially what the varsity game was created for, and why it's in his name. Yeah, no, I it just, it, I just always wonder what the what the, the newer players to St Andrews were maybe told about the game. But uh, that, thanks for explaining that. I know it's a it's a difficult subject to talk about, obviously. Um, but yeah. from what I, what I understand, yeah. he would have loved he would have loved the game. Um, the games that have been played, obviously, because St Andrews won the, have won them all, but he certainly would have enjoyed <laughs> yeah. the atmosphere as well. Uh, the crowd are absolutely bonkers. <laughs> <laughs> absolute bonkers. 
<laughs> and especially when you look at the video footage afterwards, it's absolutely hilarious because there's always, you know, you don't realize that it could be your friend that's the bonkers guy in the crowd that's cheering everybody on and doing the absolutely insane thing. But when you're when you're just about to step on the ice, all you can see, you don't see the bonkers crowd. You see like just hundreds of people that are just cheering for you, and it's it is an atmosphere unlike any other. I have never experienced anything like it before. And I tried before I went on the ice last time not to look at the crowd because a couple of people were looking through the doors, looking through the windows in the change room to try and see what it looked like. But I just I stayed out of it. Stepping onto the ice with the thousands of people screaming, it was unbelievable. And I recommend to any fans listening, just just go and see for yourself how absolutely amazing it is. Well, it's certainly. I mean, um, the varsity, all varsity games I be that I'm aware of are. They played with an extra bit of edge. Uh, certainly, the Nottingham varsity is is you know is massive. They've got that whole arena filled out. Your var the you know the varsity between Edinburgh and Andrews just grows year upon year, and I think at some point it could it could even reach capacity. And there there's so many people interested in it. It's great to see because they're not necessarily hockey fans. A lot of them. Yeah, absolutely. And there are so many. Um, if you I watched my friends making their Instagram and Facebook post last time, and one of the captions was. Don't know what the sport is and don't know how to play, but it sure was fun. There's so many people that are like that. Just getting getting more and more people involved in the sport is something that the varsity game is very, very good at doing. Okay. Hockey's a great game to watch. Yeah. Um, well, the, the varsity game, certainly in terms of its popularity, is, is something um, I think that St. Andrews certainly should be very, very proud of. Edinburgh probably at the moment, you know, being around them, I get the impression that they sometimes feel a little bit like the Washington Generals of the game at the moment. But hopefully, hopefully they'll break their duck and and it'll they'll feel a bit a bit more into it. But um, in terms of uh, in terms of varsity, we've we've discussed all that. Beyond that, you're looking forward to national. The the dates are now out. Um, twenty second, twenty third of April, I believe. Uh, you guys all prepared for that? Got your hotels booked? That sort of thing. Yeah, yeah, preparations are underway. I mean, I mean, obviously you can't count your chickens before they hatch, but we're confident that we'll be able to get there. Yeah, I mean, well, Nationals is a, obviously a tournament, so, I mean, you guys will definitely be ranked high enough to be in the top tournament of, of Nationals, I would I would think. I mean, it's this is a, it's going to be an interesting end to the season. Um, I mean, you guys, you guys are away to Nottingham, is it this Sunday, or am I getting that mixed up with some yeah. other day? Yeah, it's Nottingham this yeah. And then, but we play Edinburgh. Um, we play Edinburgh again, and we have we have Sheffield as well at home. There's a couple. There's a couple games that could throw us off, but I'm, again, I'm, I'm confident that we'll be able to finish in the top. Yeah, well, it's um, it, it's good to see such a close run, close run thing. I think last year as well, it came down to the last game of the season, um, two for you guys, and uh, I remember you guys pulling pulling it off in quite emphatic style. And then it was a great playoff game. I commented on the uh, commentated on the playoff game with uh, Callie, who's um, from the the London Dragons, a London Dragons legend. Um, and yeah, it was a, it was a great game of hockey for, for everyone to to watch. <laughs> so, um, yep, right down to the wire, absolutely. Yeah. Um, so th- there's one final thing. I've been asking this to a lot of people. I presume that you've not heard of the pause until I asked you to be on it. Uh, no, I haven't. <laughs> well, you'll be listening to it now, presumably. Um, but uh, this is this is the the ultimate question. You guys will do a lot of long road trips to St Andrews, but if you if you're stopping at a services, do you want Costa or Starbucks? Ooh, um, that's a hard one. 
I'm thinking Starbucks, just for the fact that there's no Costa in America, so the Americans might be quite confused, might not know what Costa is. Yeah, yeah, because um, it'll be uh, Starbucks for you and Timmy Hortons, wouldn't it? Or, uh, or that's just Canadians. Absolutely. Get as much Tim Hortons as you can in every gas station. Unfortunately, it's not in the UK yet, but UK what? isn't. UK can't be perfect. There's one, there's one in Glasgow. Really? Yeah. Wow. I'm going to Glasgow then. Packing <laughs> bags now. <laughs> you guys will be arranging a, a friendly game with the clan just so you can all go to Starbucks, uh, uh, Tim Hortons afterwards. <laughs> yep, absolutely. I'll be there. Uh, don't. <laughs> Don't worry, I'll I'll approve it if you if you are gonna end. <laughs> uh, just just before you go, you mentioned Chase earlier on. Is is Chase sort of like Chase is an excellent excellent hockey player? What what's he like off the ice? Is he quite a party animal or quite quite a you know quite a playboy? See, interestingly, off the ice, Chase has taken a little bit more of a leadership position this year, right. um, especially since he's becoming one of the older guys, mm-hmm. and he's definitely an authoritative voice when he needs. Which, which has been different um, from him, but de- but definitely there's been a change this year. He's taken on his role as a veteran well, and although he's very very strong on the ice, off the ice he's also he's also a leader. He's a leader on and off. Yeah, cool, cool. I mean, Especially to some of the younger guys that have just come up this year. Yeah, I remember when he when he first sort of the first time I ever saw him was uh, in uh, Division One Nationals and. You know, he was he really stood out as an excellent player. Then um, there was a bit of banter on Twitter with him, and then uh, you know, it's, it's just you know, every time I see him, he's 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 a little bit chirpy. But it's Edinburgh, St Andrews, so you don't expect any less. But I just wondered what he was he was like going into his sort of twilight years in the BIHA, even though he'll only be like twenty two or twenty three, and making me feel. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So um, anyway, it was lovely to talk to you, and I do hope um, the. The typhoons have a have a, a good season, even though I'm I'm slightly biased towards Edinburgh. Um, it's uh, always nice I'm, to see you know if, if Edinburgh aren't going to win it, I'd rather you guys did, in the sense that you know it's a Scottish team in the final. Um, so yeah, absolutely. Uh, so yeah, you have to promise me if you win nationals, you you're gonna you're gonna wash it, you know, celebrate with a, a big vat of uh, whiskey and iron brew. I think that's a a deal you have to make now. All right, I'm pleasant. I'll do it. <laughs> anyway, uh, thanks for your time today, and uh, um, hopefully we'll catch you again soon, maybe at nationals or something. Cheers. Absolutely, thanks for having me on. And yeah, uh, so I mean, as I say, Nick, I'm not sure. Did you did you get the chance to listen to that interview before we we recorded? Um, I managed to listen to a brief bit of it on uh, at the back end when I was at work the other day, but um, not the whole thing because it does sound like it, it was quite a, a lengthy chat, but. Um... But yeah, again, great to uh, great to hear from more people around the BYG and find out their perspectives. And I think it's something that we've always said before that, especially we, we take for granted sometimes that the people within the UK who move around to university and make new friends and, and settle into into a difficult part of their lives with moving away from home. But obviously you think about people uh, moving countries as well. It's a, a huge step. Yeah, yeah. Um... Yeah, I mean, I was. It was good. It was interesting to hear from him um, as a goaltender and stuff as well. We're getting a few few hints for our uh, our Steel Queens goalie, who I hope listens to the pod in full. And and uh, yeah, so I mean, he sounds like a good character. And uh, you know, well, I look forward to. I actually look forward to the varsity game this year because I've got no ties in it. So I'm either going to be on the line in it or uh, 
or I, I might just be there as a be actually official spectator. You never know. Honoured guest. Yes, honoured guest. Um, maybe do some Snapchat or whatever down there. So um, another another thing, just talking about varsities, we mentioned the, the St Andrews Eagles one there, but I think probably the biggest varsity the, the BIHA is ever going to have, um, well, maybe not ever going to have, but certainly at this at the young stage they're at, Oxford against Cambridge in Switzerland. Yeah, which is absolutely, like, it's unbelievable to think about in terms of how, how, obviously, the storied histories behind both teams and that game and, and everything that goes with it. I've, I've seen different things popping up around on social media about the coverage that you see that's been covered by uh, uh, a Canadian news outlet about that game and, and things like that. Like, the exposure that it's had and the history that goes behind it, like, those guys should certainly... They might not think about it right now, but I'm sure in a good couple of years' time they'll be able to look back on this 100th anniversary game and realise they were a part of it, and it's something very special. Then, the day, no matter what happens with these two clubs in the future, the guys, and I say guys loosely because there may be women on, on both yeah. the A-teams, I'm not, I'm not sure, but they, they can always look back and say, I played in the 100th varsity game of the oldest rivalry in ice hockey. And and that's that's incredible, great. um. And of course, that's that's where they played the the early varsity game was Oxford versus Cambridge in in Switzerland as well. So, um, a return <laughs> there to to um for want of a better expression, a neutral country. Um, all those history students will be killing themselves right now <laughs> with laughter. Um, but I I I don't know. It sounds it sounds like it could be it could be an incredible spectacle. And in terms of the BIHA getting on the map. I mean, we know the NCAA in America gets on the map for a lot of things, but this is this is history right here, you know. Um the BIG can be proud to be to be part of of this history, I think. Yes, they can indeed. Um anyway, there's a lot of other varsity games going up. Sheffield's one's up. Um I think uh, there's there's some chat in the grapevine about a Welsh varsity. Um Car- yeah, we saw about that. That could be uh be interesting. Cardiff and Swansea or Cardiff and others mixing it up. Um there's I don't know if you've got have you got your varsity game again? Is that come is that happening this year or is it not? I don't don't believe that's on the cards unfortunately. Um <laughs> Right, okay. I'll not say any more about that. <laughs> and uh she- as I say, Sheffield, Nottingham, uh Coventry, you know, all these teams are now there's a lot of varsities going on and it, I, I Varsity season is quite in, quite enjoyable, um, and you know you get some good rivalry matches, and and sometimes I like you know the clubs that split up they end up playing, and you get some interesting matchups where teammates are playing against each other as well. Uh, yeah, so. settle some old scores. <laughs> yeah, he he once didn't pay me for diesel on the way to training or something. <laughs> um, so that moving that aside, before we go into non-checking, Nick, and I know this is a bit self-indulgent. Let me tell you about the first Steel Queens game ever. I mean, like, I'm, I'm sure by now, has, has Dave not managed to come up with like a, you know, like you get the graphic or you get the breaking news, like, like a little Steel Queens little announcement kind of, like, or something. Here comes the Steel Queens roundup. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, the thing is, Rambo, that obviously with your passion for this, I think I've become quite heavily invested in what's going on as well. So please tell me, what's, uh, what's going on? Well, the game... The score line of the game, uh, unfortunately, was was five nil against us. So we're still in search of that first goal. However, what 
we've got to look at here is we, we played our first ever game. A lot of girls hadn't played ice hockey before. Yeah. Um, some of them had, hadn't played hockey of any description before um, in a game setting anyway. Uh, and uh, and they managed to hold the Lions, who had quite a few experienced campaigners. Um, as I say, it was their B team. It wasn't uh, you know a, a, the, all the best players they have, but they managed to hold them for pretty much half the game. Um, they didn't score on us. Uh, now, we did have the Eagles backup goalie playing for us because uh, Mary is, had only had a couple hours on the ice at that point and we thought maybe it's a bit soon um, yeah. for her to get in a game. But from the point of view defensively, I mean, they were it was unbelievable the effort, the defensive effort. And we had some chances as well and unfortunately we didn't manage to score any, but it was, it was pretty good. And then in the third period, everyone started to get a bit tired because... You know, as I say, it's first game. It's it's a lot of a lot to take in, um, and I'd sort of said to them, "Look, just try and score a goal. Don't worry if you concede any. Uh, just go out and have fun again for another period." And and that's what they did essentially. So it's onwards and upwards, and I think they're really looking forward to playing you guys in in a couple of weeks and uh, and the Lowland Raiders uh, the night before that, just to you know have another couple of game game experiences and and see where we can take this thing. So. Yeah, exactly. That should be a should be a great occasion. Like, I, I don't envy the girls. That's a that's a tough schedule playing at nine o'clock and then again next the next day at twelve dinner time. But um, I'm sure it's it's great, especially for the for the team being able to get away as a bonding trip. It will be great in terms of coming away and playing in a game. And certainly, I know quite a lot of the uh, the guys that we're looking to play in that game are looking forward to it, and I've got it circled on the calendar. So uh, mm-hmm. it should be good. I'm looking forward to it as well. And and the good the good thing is I've been reliably informed by Mister Ali Cree that we should have our jerseys before that. Um, yes. <laughs> so uh, we'll wear one one color one night and one color the next. Uh, um. Anyway, sorry we we've, we've dig I've digressed and I've been a little bit as I say a little bit um self indulgent. So that's, uh, that's fine. But um, but, go, but going back to, to another slightly on a similar vein topic, I can remember uh, uh we we had a conversation about um whether or not. Miss uh, Miss Schoon was a was a was a secret agent from uh, from uh, a certain photo that was uploaded somewhere. Can you remember that? Yeah, yeah. Uh, my my now question is: Is she a, a double agent? Since I'm just looking at the roster on the website, <laughs> and Beth Schoon is actually there twice. Um, yeah, uh, <laughs> this is one where um, I had to sort of uh, put the put the put the WhatsApp message to Dave and say I've broken the I've broken the website again. <laughs> uh, Beth, Beth Schoon, um is of course eligible for both the Eagles and the the Steel Queens. Um, and what I was doing was that I I didn't realise you could do this until quite recently. But you can go on and put your like the position of your player and their number and stuff up next to the yeah. on their on their page. So Beth is number ten for us, but she's number five for the Eagles, and. Um, so I done that, but for some reason it like duplicated her, um, <laughs> and and the thing, and she's got I, one. I, I was just I was just more impressed that you'd found two very identical twins, or uh, <laughs> or she managed to close very similarly the two pictures. Incidentally, she was at at Steel Queen's training um, a couple of weeks ago, and she was saying that she she said she thought if you know it might be helpful to clone her so we could have her for you know the Steel Queens, the Eagles, and she could play for Hull Kings and Diamonds as well. Um, so 
we'll leave that as that. Uh, obviously, if she plays three games at once, she'll know what's. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, certainly, I think we've uh, certainly it'd be beneficial for the Steel Queens if there was multiple Beskin. Yeah, yeah, you can never. I mean, the, that's the type of player that you want. Who's you know is certainly um, a, a, the type of player who can can help you win games and and also bring other players along. So yeah, yeah it's, I think we talked about before. It's about at that level having role model people can look up to and aspire to and and listen from who've got the experience and obviously Beth's played at a high level plays women's Premier League and plays uh, obviously has done GB as well so mm-hmm. yeah yeah and uh, the GB trials of course are passed now so I think there's well there's there's more GP trials but certainly they're, they're passed for the time being so we'll, uh, we'll look forward to seeing how various people have got on got on in that that sense as well and find out who who, who made the cut and who didn't make the cut um, so I'm looking, I'm looking forward to that too. Um, now, uh, moving on to non non checking uh, divisions. Um, in the non checking one, you guys still seem to be leading the way, but there's a couple of game sheets that aren't quite up yet. I think Manchester Metro Stars may have beaten Newcastle B away, but it's not yeah, quite I up there. That was a, I, can't, I don't know what the score was, but I would, I would guess. It was 6-3, according to the game sheet. But it's disputed because there was a, a goal had been given to the wrong person on the game sheet. In fact, it was uh, yeah, they had been given to McKinnon instead of the other guy. So, so. Yeah, no one wants to see McKinnon getting a hat. Um, especially one he didn't actually get. So, um, I can see why they're disputed that game sheet. Uh, and then you, you, your good self, you, uh, you've played the Sheffield Bears D team. Six uh, 0 victory in that game. Um, and uh, and Nottingham Maverick C squeaked past Sheffield Bears D four three. Yes, it sounds like a sounds like a good game. Yeah, it sounds like that was quite quite a good game. Uh, but as I say, you guys remain at the top of the table at the moment, even with Manchester Metro's Stars B's win that's not quite added yet. You'd still there. You're still there with a healthy plus twenty two goal difference. So yeah, it's all on. This Friday coming up, we've got the the B teams going down to Altrincham. Well, it all depends on that one, really. It's the same as it was in Division Division Two before Christmas. It's all on. Let's see how that game goes. So yeah, yeah. Whether or not the uh, the B team can right the wrong that the A team. Yeah, and then you've got you've got to play Manchester again at home, haven't you? Or have you yeah, played them so, at home already? Uh, yeah. So that's later on. Late, I think that goes third of March. Yeah, your th- is that your last game? That is your last game. No, second last game is. Yeah. You've got Newcastle Wildcats be away on the thirteenth match as well, so that that's going to be an interesting little race, um, you know. And uh, obviously, an away win is uh, for you guys will definitely stand you in good stead. Um, but Manchester away, it's going to be tough. So it's all all to play for, and and not a Mavericks D don't need to count themselves out of it yet because they could still. You know, pick up some wins and, and get ahead of you guys. Um, somebody has to drop points somewhere. So um, exactly, all it all it needs for uh, for Nottingham is um, a split between us guys potentially, and then I believe I'm just looking. Yeah, we haven't played Nottingham yet. Again, we play them this weekend on the Sunday after the. So I'm guessing Nottingham's fate will be a little bit more determined after that game to see where they're at. Yeah, yeah. So, um, and is that in the the triple the triple header coach trip game? Yes, it is indeed. Which uh, has been giving me many, many headaches. Like, don't get me wrong, it's brilliant. It's brilliant to be able to go and do it, but uh, still gives me a headache. You know what? You can't win with you people. If I give you games on different weekends, you moan about that. 
<laughs> no, no, to be fair, it is, it is great that it's all on the same weekend. It's just more the fact of, uh, um, just I'm sure as you'll be more than aware with your vast experience, Rambo, trying to organise people who are supposedly, obviously above the age of 18 to probably the average of 18 to 23, trying to organise them to get them to do anything collectively is a nightmare. It is an absolute nightmare. And the best of it, the th- I think what makes it makes it harder is the fact that that these people are supposed to be intelligent students. Yeah, educated um, students. But yeah. um, trying to get them to, you know, like, remember that they have a game is a lot harder than it looks. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, so look, looking at the South, not much has happened in January. Um, London Dragons B, I think, earned a, earned a forfeit win. Won 17 nil away from home to Birmingham. Uh, UCL... B, they've not put their game sheet up against Birmingham yet. Their other game sheet from the Kent game was um, 22-1 to Kent. Um, so Bar- London B looking firmly in control of that, that division at the moment, but they have played seven games, and uh, whereas Southampton and Kent have played significantly less at the moment. So we'll, we'll, we'll wait and see. We'll watch that with, with a keen eye, but I, I, it does look like London Dragons B could be the team to beat. Yeah, I would always go with the old uh, the old sports analogy of I'd rather have points on the board than games in hand. Well, yeah, I mean games in hand are not certain, so you need to you know if you've got points on the board, <laughs> in terms of of winning the, the the division, that's what you want. Um, so well, well, hopefully we'll wait and see, and um, but that could be an interesting race towards the end of the season. And there's yeah, a... it's good to see that quite a lot of the divisions that we're looking at here, it's not. One runaway team. Fair enough. That it looks like there is a couple of strong teams, and some teams are perhaps struggling. But that's always going to be the case. Um, but it looks like at least we're going to have competitive games all the way going through to March. Yeah. Um, now we've got uh, on the the other hand um, the other division, um, Hull Ice Hogs. They're uh, they're in front with eleven points at the moment. There's seven games on the board for them. Um, the only other team to play seven games seem to be Bradford, who. Um, have just two wins um, and five losses, which I don't think either of you, either of us, would have predicted necessarily um, at the start of the year, considering that's their sort of you know their only squad. Yes, um, especially considering those two wins came in the past week, playing against what looks like an understrength Newcastle girls team. Unfortunately, yeah, uh, it certainly does. I mean, one was twelve two away, and then the other one twenty one nothing at home. So that. Uh, that does look like that's the the two wins they've had, um, taking them off the bottom of the table. Uh, and uh, Leeds and yourself are are obviously undefeated so far, as far as I can see. I think Leeds played on Thursday night, but I'm not sure what the there's no game sheet for that one yet. Yeah, I believe uh, from what I've heard, because one of the ex guys for us plays for Leeds. I believe uh, I believe Leeds won that game. I can't remember who they were playing. Um, let me have a look. Um, yeah. Oh, it was Leeds versus uh... Hull. Ooh. Was it Hull? I, yeah, it was Hull. I'm going to find out what the score of that was because I'm actually quite a vested, a vested interest in that one. But um, but I do know that um, got a chance to see uh, Abe Harrison and uh, Nottingham Mavs yesterday and uh, and some good friends on the Mavs team and fortunately we came away with a 5-2 win yesterday in time. So. Alright, well that's breaking news. Uh, we need a little breaking news uh, edit thing there, Dave. If you... um, <laughs> uh, but yeah... So it was Eva. Is she in the? Is she in the D team? Is she? Yes, she yeah. is indeed. Okay. Yeah. Um, 
and then of course Bradford Bradford play Sheffield A E tonight, so that that's kind of a a, a basement battle. I don't want to make that sound horrible, but that yeah. is really two teams that are kind of rooted to the bottom of the table because Bradford they win that okay they'll get they'll jump to six points, but they're still they'll have played eight games, which is I say significantly more than yourselves or or Leeds or even Nottingham for matter so. It's a it's a it's a long it's a long old road, of course, but I, I can't see Bradford challenging at the top of the table towards the end. No, no, I think uh, well, certainly with twelve with twelve games to to play, and you've already got five on the losing side of your board. You're uh, even if you're going to finish finish with seven and five, you're you're in for a tough time. Yeah. To be honest, to be honest, it's looking at you. You're looking at these divisions, and to be honest, some of these teams need to really be thinking about they're playing for national seats, pushing anything else. Yeah, well, that's that's a bit. I mean, there's some kind of weird algorithm. Dave tried to explain it to me, and of course, um, I didn't have a clue what he was talking about. But there's some kind of al- algorithm on win percentage and and the the quality of opposition you're playing and stuff. And not that we're saying that you know being horrible, but you know if you're playing a a tier three tier division three team, then obviously it's, you're not going to get quite as many ranking points as it were. As if you were playing a Division One non-checking team, so you know that that's some kind of algorithm thing. But if you win games, that helps. Exactly, win, wins are never a bad thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, so I mean, essentially, like our game, for example, Nick, that we're playing in, in a couple of weeks' time, that that will, as as far as I understand, it may have some bearing on the. On the nationals standpoint, now are you are you guys putting a D team into to nationals? Have you done that already? Or are you? Um, yeah, we have entered them. In which case, I do believe what um, is it down as you're actually playing against the C team. I don't yeah. know whether we uh, want to actually amend that technically to make it for the for the D team to count uh, properly. I think that should yeah. We'll 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 sort that out. But um, yeah, that that's I think we we discussed about the return fixture on the Good Friday, hadn't we? As well, in which case, I'm I'm more than happy to agree to that. So. Uh, Get that up there as well if you'd like. Yeah, yeah, I'll get that sorted. I'll get that sorted. But I'll, uh, I'll amend, I'll amend that to the D team. Um, now, next up, we're looking at what division we're we looking at now. Uh, yeah, division, division two south. There's so many divisions in the in non-checking that I get completely confused. Um, Cardiff Redhawks B or Breadhawks as they're affectionately known, uh, seem to be romping ahead. Toast in the opposition, uh, yeah, they're uh, they're doing well. Um, that I mean, they've they've had a seven nil win this year. Um, Cambridge Blues with a big victory over Oxford. Uh, Oxford uh, Blues, the two women's team battling it out. Yeah, yeah. Uh, um, 10-2. Uh, I mean, I think Oxford Oxford women's Blues have been fairly dominant um, in recent times, and they seem to be struggling a little bit this season. So maybe a little bit of changing of the guard. Um, and then Oxford Women's again with a big win over Southampton C in January at home. Uh, both home games, but a couple of good good solid wins. Um, and they've had a, another 9-9 draw, which would have been quite a thriller to watch too. Um, so it looks like Southampton Spitfire C maybe are you know struggling a bit in that division as well. It looks that way. And uh, again... You never know. Uh, it's Imperial and Cardiff again going for the title and see what happens there. Yeah, Imperial um, still fighting, still in the fight. Um, and I think they've got one more game against uh, against Cardiff, so 
that'll give them a chance to maybe claw it back. But Cardiff have a commanding goal difference of plus fifty five. That's how we can. That's how we can rest assured that Dave is definitely not playing for that team because they've, yeah, they've scored so pretty, many goals. That's pretty much uh, <laughs> how that rolls. <laughs> and then, of course, uh, as we talk about the South, um, I mean, from from all perspective, uh, the Vikings are. I mean, they're go- they're going to win the South. I'm, I'm no disrespect to any of the other teams in this. The Vikings are going to win. Well, because generally, considering in hockey, you need to concede a goal to lose, and they're currently still sat at a big old goose egg. Yeah, seventy-seven goals scored, none against. That's that's ridiculous in, numbers. In, in in just the casual four. Yeah, in the casual four games. However, I will say, Ian Chan of London Dragons, top point scorer in the division. He's 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 because he's twenty-four points. That means he's figured in on twenty-four out of their thirty-eight goals. Yeah, <laughs> good for that's, him. That's not, 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 not pointing any any hints for nationals. Anyone playing this London team, if you mark Ian Chan, probably have a good good chance of trying <laughs> the offense. Put it that way. Is Ian Chan? Am I getting right? Is Ian Chan perhaps the guy that plays in goals for their their uh, B team? I believe. Yeah, because he came up to see us and well, they helped us with the camera. Did they not at, at nationals? Yes, he did. In which case, I'm sure at some point we need to put out a wanted poster for helpers, don't we? Yeah, I mean, I think there's a lot of people. I mean, you probably heard Eva on the last pod said that there was nothing going to stop her coming up to see us. So I'm sure she'll be up to help out, and we always get the usual, usual folk that want to come up and see the setup and in awe of how it's not Ian Chan, it's Arthur Chan that plays in. So well, in which case, if people want to come up and help out, even if they just want to come along for a chat as well while they're doing it, it's, there's nothing wrong with that at all. We got headsets and microphones, and the uh, helps mind your weekend pass a little bit quicker. There's a lot of silhouettes play for the London Dragons C team. They might want to do a photo shoot at some point. Yeah, yeah. that would help. Especially <laughs> yeah. when we're going around to nationals and we're trying to make things look good, guys, with the, with the with heads the... up and stuff. In yeah. which case, by the way, click on the London Dragons roster. Donald Campbell has potentially the best headshot I've ever seen. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's brilliant, isn't it? <laughs> for, for guys out there listening, do go to the website and find the London Dragons. Number four, Donald Campbell. Like... Just by the way, he's made the All Star team already. Yeah, yeah, just for the photo. <laughs> yeah, just, um, just for the photo, buddy, you made the All Star team. Yeah, um, Callie, if you're listening, uh, you need to hook us up. We need to get, uh, we need to hear from Donald Campbell on the for the Also, for the can you wear the goggles while uh, while we interview him at nationals? Absolutely. Yeah, he has to. Um, can we all get goggles? Can we all get goggles? I'm sure. I'm sure that's in the budget for, for us to get goggles. <laughs> listening Andy <laughs> yeah. um, but uh, it's not, he's not got a bad uh, record either 4 goals 10 assists in 10 games and he plays D so uh, that's pretty good goal yeah, yeah that's why he was the MVP in the playoff game last year there we go oh, there we go that's the piece of use um, you know what I really like about the web, uh, the website now is you um, you can find out um, who players have played with and who they've played against the most that's been their ages yeah well okay I just noticed it <laughs> it's because I'm actually looking at the website by, by, now. By the way, Dave, you can't do that on the mobile version, which is really unhandy when you're at the rink as a coach trying to find out stats about people on game day. Just because I didn't do my homework in advance yesterday. But, um, but yeah. And it, not, not to completely and utterly uh, pad Dave's ego, but, um, but the website is looking pretty I think it does look good, and I think you know it's pretty it's pretty easy to navigate around and, and what have you. Um, so, yeah, I mean, we're. 
we're pretty chuffed with it. Um, well, I, 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 a lot of our team, we had a photo shoot where um, we actually done it in shirt and tie for the Steel Queens because we don't have our jerseys yet. And uh, I have to say, it looks it looks good having everybody in their photos and and, uh, and everybody sort of together as one. So I still can't believe um, I still can't believe we're up to episode eight of the podcast. I know I can't believe that Andy's let this uh, sh- the, these shenanigans go on so long. Oh, hold on, hold on. By the way, Rambo, just looking just here, um, just uh, looking. I'm guessing the little play icons next to it are the number of times it's been clicked on. In which case, we need to like I don't know, we need to cause some controversy or something on this podcast and get people listening. Has it not been very very well? Well, we start we started at 173, then we peaked at 192 for episode two, which we must have to go back and find out what we did. Yeah. But then we've been constantly at about 112, 119, 128, 104, and then we've hit a, a good old 79. Yeah, you, you know, there could, there could be a slight skewing of the stats, though, because I'm not sure if people listen to it through um, iTunes, whether it actually comes up on our SoundCloud stats, if that's what you're looking at. Yeah, exactly. I'm just going to have a look at the... I don't think we've got iPods, uh, iTunes stats because we're like so far down the. <laughs> we've not. I think the only person that's rated us is me. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, we got five out of five though for myself. <laughs> I was going to say I was going to wait for you to go. Yeah, I gave a three and a half for that one. What's that? That was the podcast I accidentally clicked on. Did, did you just? <laughs> oh, we got one more view. <laughs> Well, that was you. <laughs> yeah, talking of not padding the stats or anything. Yeah, well, in fairness, I don't think, again, this is another one where we, we the more people we get on the podcast to speak to us, the better, because uh, I don't think that um, necessarily St. Andrews were very aware of the podcast before I approached Spencer Kaminsky, and essentially the only reason that I actually got in touch with him is because he was messaging the Steel Queen's page to just say that, um, the girls were aware of the team, but because of the travel, it wasn't quite so easy. And then I was just like, oh yeah, are you that goalie that played in the the playoff final? Yeah, oh, do you want to come on the podcast? <laughs> so um, so I don't think, and he was like, what podcast is this? So, no, exactly. I, I, I've had this before where I've approached people about coming on the podcast and they're like, podcast? Yeah. <laughs> um, now, just before we, we sort of we round up and, and, and look forward, um, Nick, uh just to just to put a shout out to to Max Springer, we are going to get you on the podcast, but um, Nick and I unfortunately have professional lives as well, and uh, a lot of things just got got in the way in the last couple of weeks. So we, we will we will get you on the we podcast. We will endeavour to get this done. I, yeah. we, I I make you a promise that that is going to get done at some point. Because not only for for the sake of we promised you, but also the only representation we've had of the Manchester Metro Star so far has been Andrew McKinnon, and we all know you can do better. So uh, we definitely get you. <laughs> so, just, uh, just looking down the list. So Birmingham, Bradford. Haven't had either. Like, need to try and branch out to those guys, maybe. Uh, yeah, yeah. Maybe, maybe it might not be a bad idea. We get, uh, we get a Steel Queens voice on previewing the previewing the game next month. That's not you, or later this month. Um, Absolutely, I, I have been speaking to people about that. Um, I if someone that's not Dave. Maybe. Card of someone that's not there. Someone who's Welsh as well would be good. Yeah, I'm yeah. sure we could root out one of those guys. Because we've had, we, you know, we've we've been cut, we've we've covered Scotland, we've covered England. We need somebody who's Welsh, and then maybe find someone who's Irish as well. Oh, we've got an Irish guy. 
Irish guy? Oh yeah, definitely want to speak to an Irish guy. Let's let's make that happen as well. So. Uh, and then what else have we got here? We got um. Oh, I, oh, I can do one better. You can do one of our ex guys who moved. Uh, it's Connor Peniston Bird, actually, one of my one of very good friends. Moved out to Vancouver. You can probably speak to him if you want to ramble. Speak to him. Irish guy now living out in Vancouver. I'm sure he'd uh, he'd love to tell you the the old days of the BYG and how much he misses them. Absolutely. Um, the, as I say, the more people we can get on this, the merrier. We can. We've got no um, quote on how much or how you know how little we can do this or how much we can do this. We can. We can. The, the, the agenda of this whole thing is completely at our own device. Provided we don't start dropping f bombs and c bombs and basically criticizing everybody that has anything to do with ice hockey, then we should be fine. I think. Yeah, we save that for the Saturday night of like the weekend of nationals, probably. Yeah, when we're not on mic. <laughs> uh, it's so, harder than it looks, guys. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, I uh, I need to I need to shoot off. Um, I organize uh, getting my pizza ordered for the Super Bowl tonight. Um, I mean, just just looking at the Super Bowl, and I haven't done this this link very well, but. The Super Bowl for the BIHA is Nationals, right? It is indeed. Yeah, so the excitement last last month was the Nationals dates getting announced, the Nationals entries getting opened up, um, and then I think it's something we should all look forward to, so we'll get more people on about Nationals, and I am hoping that we will be able to speak to the man himself, Andy Miller, at some point. By royal appointment. By royal appointment. So I don't know about you, Dave, but I'm I'm a little nervous, but I, I'm looking forward to it just the same. Yeah, exactly. I'm. I'm we we both know have known Andy for a while. This could be a. This conversation could go many ways. <laughs> yeah, it definitely could. Um, in any event, um, I think probably we should call it night because we have, you know, bent the ears of many a BIHA fan for for a long, long time to the in this podcast, and we'll be back. Not in the not too distant future. So, yeah. uh, um, Nick, do you want to say g- good day to everyone? Good day. Oh. Well, caught tonight at night, guys. Good, good. Well, you don't know when people are listening to it. So, and <laughs> 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 um, well, thanks very much, everyone. And uh, it's it's a pleasure as always to speak to you, Nick. Um, good night, folks, or good day, or good morning, whenever you're listening. Cheers. <laughs> <laughs>